conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined once again by my co-commander-in-chief, Heather. Hey there, (laughs) co-commander. We'd love to hear from all of you. Please send us your questions or comments. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. We have a great show planned for you today. Today, we are going to be talking about an annual discussion that Heather and I have called State of the Marriage. Ta-da! I know, I know. And we have a little bit of, you know, the State of the Union happens around this time of year um, annually as well. Oh, is that why we call it that? And so what better time of year to do a state of the marriage at the same time that our country is doing the state of the union. So what exactly is the state of the marriage? What are we talking about here? Well, the state of the marriage, as as we've defined it at least, is an annual check-in on how things are going in our marriage, how things are going with our our goals. Um, Those goals could be financial, they could be personal, they could be couples goals. And it's a time when we get to dream about the future and figure out what what areas that we want to go and what do we want to do. Yeah. So we were talking about as we were planning for this, kind of trying to think back on how this all started and because it, it looks a lot different today than it did. And it was kind of hard to think back on like, how did this really begin? But I think it began... I remember thinking back at what, I think it was on an anniversary where we were on an anniversary dinner and we were sitting down and we were just checking in on like, how's it going? How's this marriage thing working out for you? What are, you know, what are you thinking? Are you happy? What's some complaints? And just started a conversation. And a lot of that was again, like personal focus in our marriage, but we kind of started parlaying into also financial discussions and goals. And at that time, I think we were working on a major goal to pay off our house And so we were having that discussion and kind of dreaming and talking about what that would look like when that was paid off. And, and so then we started checking in on that and formally kind of setting that as a goal and what, how quickly can we do it? What can it look like? And then it kind of evolved into talking about what would life look like when we're debt free and planning that. And, and that's when we started kind of setting an annual kind of doing this annual check-in and because it turned into kind of having a financial impact we kind of moved it to January versus our anniversary in September because it's a little easier following kind of a full calendar year. And and one of the things that really at least made this resonate with me and got me excited about doing it on a regular basis and not just this one-time discussion as it started was that it really got us excited as a couple about where we were going and what we could do and what the possibilities were. It it was quite motivating. And then I feel like it also very much brought us together and brought us closer when we were doing it. So I, I don't know. I think that this was just you know, something that we, we started to have these conversations and then it was just like, oh my gosh, I, I can't imagine us not doing this more often. Yeah, it was very energizing. It wasn't like demotivating. No, no. Yeah, it all. was it was super energizing and motivating and inspiring for us. Yeah. And then we met a couple, we met some new friends and we started, somehow we started on this topic and found out that they did something similar, but it was a lot more formal where they had a whole weekend and... <laughs> He prepared a PowerPoint and had financials and like just was very kind of 
it, more formal. And it blew us away. It was like, oh, wow, we thought we were pretty serious, but these guys, they, they were, are hardcore. They took it to a whole nother level. So, of course, we were like, well, we could do the same thing. We, we can't gonna, let them show us up. We're, we're going to steal with pride, you know? So that's when we started making it more formal. I think we came up with the name, State of the Marriage. And, um, so now it has grown into this thing. We do try to... We do try to take a weekend and get away if we can. We haven't, it doesn't always work every year. It's not going to work this year probably, but um, we do try to like get away, take time away to do it. And I do put together financial statements for our family. And I do put together now a PowerPoint with kind of looking at our financial plan and how we, how we, how we worked against it. And, and then usually get handoff. David takes charge of kind of the marriage part on what we're going to work on in the marriage. Um, and, and yeah, the nice thing about being able to get away for the weekend is that it's so hard oftentimes just with everything going on with life that it's been nice to be able to have these moments where we're away from the house, we're away from all of our commitments, um, and we're able to focus on on that dreaming we're able to focus on what do we need to work on as a couple we're focused on we're focused on us rather than all the chaos around us yeah that's a good point and it i don't mean to make it sound like it's this total business like boring thing the whole time like that's the beauty of getting away like you really get time to spend with your spouse and connect and just have fun because it is kind of a it's not just a one-time little quick conversation. It's fun to continue talking and dreaming and planning. And and it's a celebration of accomplishments because yeah. there's been a lot of hard work over the past year. And it's nice to be able to pause and celebrate what's been accomplished um, in addition to thinking about what's what's ahead. So it's, yeah, it's not maybe as heavy as it might sound at first. <laughs> right. Or as formal as it might sound at first. Um, but there are a lot of key components that, that we, we've incorporated into our state of the marriage. And I I don't know, I I would recommend that others incorporate as well, if they're thinking about doing this. And one of the, um, several, several of the, the, the things that I would do, um, first of all, first and foremost, I would check in on how the marriage is doing. Um, so if you're have, wanting to have this conversation, first of all, what's most important is your relationship with your spouse. And so it's important to, to understand, is there something maybe that you're not talking about? So that maybe, there's, maybe there's some topic that you've been avoiding. And this it can be that annual spot where it's okay to bring those things up. Um, and I know that can be hard, but th- this could be that moment where it's it's possible to bring those things right. up. Right. So I think you need to know going into this that you're going to have that conversation and you might hear things that you weren't expecting and that be, might be hard to hear, but you need to be open-minded. And you should also talk about what's going well. Don't just focus on here's the things we need to work on. Here's my gripes and complaints and what you should be doing different. It can also be like, hey, this is what's really going awesome and what I really value about you and our marriage and sharing, like David said, celebrating the great things as well. And and one of the things that we um, were intentional about was understanding if if we're connecting enough. So we're saying, hey, do we do we need more date nights? That's one of the things that you've brought up in the past. Is we need to go out more often and um, just. I don't know, get out there more, more dinners out or doesn't mean we have to spend money. Usually though, <laughs> not that that's you a talk bad about thing. upgrading our date nights. Am I wrong? <laughs> 
but you're right. I mean, a lot of people have like a weekly or whatever, regular date night. And so, um, you know, that's one thing we talk about, like it doesn't necessarily a regular date night, but just, are we connecting enough? I mean, we don't have kids. It's a little easier for us to connect than people with a bunch of kids and two jobs and right. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that even if you have a, a hectic schedule, you can't set goals on how much do we need to connect as a couple a week. And this could be a great time to talk about them. You know, even if that's only, hey, we're going to we're gonna set aside, we're going to get up maybe, maybe a little bit early um, one morning a week and spend 15 minutes um, one morning a week, just the two of us before the kids get up or whatever, connecting over the morning coffee or cereal or whatever it is you do in the morning. And, and maybe it's, hey, we're going to do one date night a month or we're maybe it's not even that we're just going to get away for even if it's just going out to target and we're going to run run an errand together and do an hour a month running out to target and getting some stuff done some some guide some some um items like that i think are good excuses to get connected with your spouse that you'd be doing anyway, but um, being intentional about it and setting some goals around that intentionality. Yeah. And I think it's a good point. I think when people think, oh my gosh, you know, we got to connect. That means we have to get a babysitter and we have to go on a date or we have to go on a weekend. That's never going to happen. It doesn't have to be that. Like David said, it could just be, hey, let's get up 15 minutes early and have a cup of coffee together before everybody wakes up. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's once the kids go back to bed or go down for the night. Maybe it's, hey, let's take 10 minutes just to kind of connect on where we're at. How are we doing you know, how are you as a spouse doing as a person? Um, so it doesn't need to be this full-fledged, you know, official formal date or weekend getaway. But the important thing is to, to I think, to have those goals and we need to connect. That's important. We're going to make it a priority. Right. Whatever, being, whatever that time amount is. And being intentional about it. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. The, the second thing I think we, we incorporate that I would recommend for everyone else to uh, incorporate into, into their state of the marriage, should they do this, is reviewing progress on your goals for the completed year and setting new and updated goals for the new year. We had a whole episode on goal setting. That's right. It was an awesome episode. I love this topic. This is important. We we think this is highly important. And not all of these goals have to be financial, right? I mean, so when we've set goals, they haven't always been financial. No. And yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, there's just something about a goal being able to like to say, hey, I accomplished something. And like you said, it doesn't need to be this huge, huge major thing. So one year, for example, when we were setting goals, I remember David was like, I'd started making homemade pizza. He's like, hey, that's really fun. We should do a homemade pizza night once a week or, or as often as we can, like on Sunday nights, because Sunday nights are really horrible because the weekend's over and you got to get up on Monday morning, go back to work and it's really depressing. So it was like, hey, if we did something fun, like homemade pizza on Sunday night, that would be really awesome because I really like homemade pizza and it <laughs> Who makes doesn't it more fun. like homemade pizza? And it doesn't mean it had to be every Sunday night, but like when we were around and that was a really fun, you know, very simple goal that we, that we put in kind of our schedule. Yeah. And so it was something fun to look forward to. And it was also, as we talked about earlier, it was one of some of those intentional moments because we knew this is something that we're going to do together and it's going to be our thing. And it was it was really awesome. Um, another thing we did was we we had said, oh, we haven't, we've never done a marriage conference. Let's go check out a marriage conference and see what these things are all about. And that was that was really cool because um, it, it wasn't terribly expensive. I guess it was it was a couple hundred bucks, but um, it was a great chance for us to connect and see how we were 
doing kind of a litmus test on where we're at in our marriage. And I don't know, I think, I think we grew closer as a part of it. And yeah, yeah, definitely. And I sometimes take this time, David's not really into the, but I have a lot of personal goals that I, I kind of was always sitting before we started working on things in our marriage. So I use this time to kind of also be, here's some things that I'm personally working on. Like for me, a lot has been around my health or some weight loss things. So you can also do, you know, things that you individually want to work on and share that and use your partner, maybe not as accountability partner, but at least so they know that what you're working on and can encourage you uh, as well as just, as well as focusing on goals for your marriage. Or, or you could give your spouse some goals too, right? Yeah. Like, like trying out scuba diving. Yeah. We, we talked about that episode, in a previous episode. David likes to give me I, goals to set. That's probably where I could grow a little bit as a spouse <laughs> is maybe not giving giving Heather goals. Which for is the kind year. of funny because I'm the one who has no problem coming up with goals for myself, and you don't come up with goals for yourself. So I know anybody should be giving goals out. It should be me giving you goals. We've had that conversation about how I need some help with goal setting. We've talked about. I'm on this. it. Um, next, I'd, I'd like to say the big one, of course, the obvious one. This is a this is a money podcast check in on your finances in the state of the marriage. So this is a great time to see, to look back at what goals did you set last year? How did you accomplish them or not? Are you on track for them or not? Um, you know, what is your plan around your debt and are you making progress against that? Do you, do you have a savings plan? Um, what is your savings plan if you have one? And, and how is that lining up with your your per, the purchases you've been making, the vacations you've been taking or want to take, um, maybe your retirement goals? How how do how do all these things fit together into one harmonious plan, right? Yeah, and this is different than your monthly budget committee meeting that you should be having as a couple. This is kind of the annual. What are we looking at, like long term, short term? What changes, tweaks do we need to make? Um, that then you can adjust into your monthly plan. But you do want to look at like, what are those, you know, savings goals, like David said, debt goals, what what are some long-term plans that you have and checking in on that. Those are things you don't need to necessarily check in on every month, but you should be revisiting. And, and, and that's um, a really good point because we've talked about our budget, the budgeting process, and that budgeting process is a monthly process. But then on top of that, layered on top, we have this annual planning process. And then even within this annual planning process, we're we're going a step above that and saying, beyond this year, what do we want to do in the next five to 10 years? And we, we don't actually know what we're going to do in the next five to 10 years, but it's more just that big picture dreaming around what could be possible in the next five to 10 years. And- or where do we, where do we want to stretch in the next five to 10? And that I think is the most fun part to do. And that's why it's like, it's fun if you can take a weekend to have this conversation, because unless you've prepared for it, you may not even realize what dreams you have. And it's fun to just continue that conversation and think about, wow, life could look like this, or, Hey, you know, like think of COVID, you know, people are working remotely. Like maybe you could go someplace warm for a month. If you'd plan that and budgeted that and put that into your, your plans as a couple and dream about, Hey, we live in Minnesota. It's super cold. How about in the winter? We peel out of here for a month and go somewhere warm. Well, we don't anymore now. We live really hot all the time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. What would it take to afford renting a, renting a place for a month in, I don't know, Arizona, Florida, Texas, wherever it's warm. Right. <laughs> so that's what's fun to do the dreaming and think about what it could look like and kind of energize yourself as to what do we need to do to now make that happen? Yeah. 
and, and so then you have all these dreams and then you might say, hey, I need to make some changes in my life, either because of the the personal goals I've set, because, you know, you've you've Heather are so great at personal goals or these financial goals yes, that we've setting set. them, not necessarily reaching them. Yeah, <laughs> I can identify them pretty good. Well, it, it's a start, <laughs> it's right? You got to start somewhere. Copy and paste from last year. <laughs> oh, let's hope it's not that all the time. But yeah. Um, but but the point is, is that this is a great chance to look at what needs to change. And and maybe you're, you can do that. You're, you're doing that and you are doing that on a monthly basis as well for your budget. But this is more just, okay, we, we really have this time to, to reset and uh, refocus. Um, and then I, I think there have been a lot of things that have come out of this experience of state of the marriage that have really helped us a lot, in, in my opinion. I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you think, Heather? Yeah, I mean, you're probably what, what you like, this sounds like a lot of work. Why are you guys doing this? So this is kind of now why we're going to tell you like what has come out of it for us and why we keep doing it and why we keep upping the up in the game year over year on this. So we have been able to reach a lot of our goals and I would argue even faster than we probably would have otherwise Certainly, because we were a hundred percent aligned and we were focused on them and we were truly making noticeable adjustments in our life and in our budget and our finances to hit these goals. And so I think, I mean, we've seen tangible results and like I said, faster yeah, I mean, we, paying off the house, that was a huge one, huge goal. And it we've was paid all off about three houses now. Well, we've paid off three houses. <laughs> now, we don't own all three houses, but um, yeah, we've paid off three houses. Uh, and we're done paying off houses. Should we move? <laughs> we're going to pay cash for that house. We're not, no more loans. That's a whole other episode. None. It's another episode. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll argue about that one in a future episode. <laughs> Um, and but then... on the spending side, so that's a great like getting out of debt saving. But on the spending side, we've also been able to increase our lifestyle. So I've been able Quite to get bit. you to say, hey, now that we've got all this debt, hey, can we go out to eat a little bit more? Can we do nicer vacations? And so we've been able to Im- increase or I would say improve our <laughs> lifestyle to where it used to be. Yep. And, and we have done those things. Yep. And, and then, of course, this podcast is a result of State of the Marriage. We, we had this conversation in our state of the marriage of do we want to set a goal of trying to help others um, with with their um, concerns and questions and um, share a little bit of, of what we've learned on our journey. And this has been a really rewarding experience for us as well. So I, I don't know. I, I think in addition to reaching goals though we've also been able to understand each other a lot better i know i mentioned that at the front end of this conversation but there's something about hearing the goals seeing somebody change who they are and and what how they behave in order to reach those goals um and being in something together like we are we are truly in this together to to accomplish big and great things and we're all in this together i didn't even plan that (laughs) came on it's so true though right (laughs) i mean it's it's being in something together that brings you closer whether that be something hard or something good um that's what brings you together And, and and it's really energizing it's so exciting to be able to to do this together to accomplish these goals to i don't know to, to just be doing this. It's exciting. Yeah. I really hope that this message is not making you feel depressed if you don't do something, but actually energizing you and getting you excited about the thought of 
if you do this awesome, like maybe we're giving you some tips on how to make it better. Or if you don't do it, like excited about, Hey, this is, this would be really fun for my spouse and I to sit down and have these conversations. And, and maybe you're in a relationship where this is something completely foreign to you. And this is not the kind of thing you would even consider doing normally. Well, you don't have to jump in necessarily with everything that we've been doing, right? You can start on this pretty simply. Yeah, exactly. Cause this has started very simple for us. Just a conversation over a dinner. That, that's so, literally all it was. It was a it was a hour conversation over dinner about the last year. Right. And so yeah, I don't think it's good to just jump from to where we are, but it's good to start simple, start somewhere. Just start with the maybe it's starting with the dreaming of where you guys want to go. I think we had an episode that was part of the goal setting episode of talking about dreaming and what your life could and also checking in on how your marriage is doing. Heather, what do people do if they aren't uh, the the CPA that you are and they, they don't know how to make detailed financial statements, balance sheets and income statements and ledgers, asset ledgers and such? How how do they do this kind of thing? They're going to fail. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just teasing. You don't have to be a CPA. You don't have to get as crazy as me and create financial statements. That sounds really overwhelming. However, I do think it's good to at least understand, you know, your your assets and your liabilities. Like what debt do you have outstanding and your big assets, like what investments, what cash, you know, what big things are out there. So you kind of understand, you know, where you're at from a financial standpoint, but you don't need to get as crazy as me um, on well, ticking, ticking and tying. And I don't tick and tie every penny. I think every year I kind of have to round a little bit. It's not exact science, but and, you don't need to do that. And if you've been tracking your budget on a monthly basis, it really should be easy to take a lot of those main categories that you probably care about and want to talk about on an annual basis to sum those up. You've got 12 numbers for each category from yes. your budget. And if so, you've never used Excel, it's a beautiful tool. It but can do it all for you. It can. But even if you don't know how to use Excel, adding up 12 numbers on a calculator isn't that hard. No, but you should still be using it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, don't let your lack of Excel knowledge keep you from doing this because it's <laughs> not that daunting. Yes, Excel will make it basically an automated process, but if you don't know how to use Excel, that's okay. You can still do this. Yeah. It is important, though, that both of you are really engaged in this. So it shouldn't be one. I mean, one person can kind of maybe lead the financial piece, but you do need to both come with ideas and with dreams and with goal proposals, not necessarily maybe for the other individual, but you both need to like be engaged, not just show up and expect one person to really lead the conversation um, and really drive it, that you really both should be engaged in it. Right. Yep. And, and then we, we also talked about um, setting aside time. So if you, if you, you're going to be engaged in this and you're going to be, um, coming alongside your spouse to do this, you need to make sure this is set, you intentionally set time aside. And that means time without distractions. And so this might mean that um, you need to do this at a time when your kids are away, um, right? So this could be over a date night. Um, it, it could be just a, a couple hours of, of getting away. Maybe Maybe that this is something you need to do when the kids are at summer camp. Maybe you don't need to do it at the end of the year or the beginning of the year. You could make your own fiscal year for your marriage. Yeah, and I really recommend on this discussion that you start with step zero by opening a bottle of wine. <laughs> it's always the wine with you, isn't it? <laughs> it's very important. Always the wine. And and I do want to just caution, like this 
this may not be as fun of a discussion as we're painting it the first time that you have this conversation. You, you know, you might have a major financial or you might have marital problems and, you know, this might be a hard conversation to have, but don't get discouraged because this is how change happens. And this is how you get better. Like this is the first step after the bottle of wine. Um, (laughs) So this conversation can really help you to name what the problem is, what you're working at. You're both coming. You've already said we're going to be engaged. We're setting aside time to do this. So you've got, you know, the ear of your spouse. And so um, don't be discouraged if it's a hard conversation. It doesn't look all dreamy and great. You'll get there. But you got to start. You got to start somewhere. And, and I think when if you are having a hard conversation, I think it's important to start those hard conversations with a reminder that, you're having this hard conversation because you love that person so much, right? Always, always wrap everything with love. Don't just jump in and say, here's the problem that I'm having with you or the problem that I'm, we're having with our marriage. Jo- jump in with, hey, I, I really love you. I really value our marriage. I, I want to work on, on, this, on the tough issues with you. And that's why I want to bring this up and have this discussion with you. Just make sure that everything you say is said in love. That's great. Good point. Always a good reminder. So we want you to continue this discussion with your spouse. So this is your take home topic, homework. Um, So have a brief conversation about what you want your first state of the marriage to look like and then set up a time to do it. Like David said, it doesn't have to be in January. It doesn't need to be right now. If this is not a good time for you and your family, it doesn't need to be right now or you need more time. It could be on your anniversary. Like David said, it could be Maybe the kids go away to grandma's or to summer camp. Maybe you need it when, when, you know, you don't have that. So talk about, you know, what it could look like and when it could happen and make a date for it. Set up a, set up a time to have this discussion, hopefully in the next couple of months, but we understand if it's six months. So David, where do you see state of the marriage for us? What? Is the next phase or evolution? Where can we go from here? It's tough because, uh, so I'm a guy that's generally pretty content, and I feel like I feel like it's going really well. And so, I'm, p- part of me says, "Well, why why change what's working?" But at the same time, and and I'm sure many people out there are saying, "Oh, I haven't done state of the marriage. Why do I need to do this?" And, and so, I have a great marriage. So why do I need to change anything? But you can always improve, and so I'm thinking about things like how, what are the things that I could kind of that we could improve on, and a couple things that um, that came to mind would maybe be looking at um, setting rather than just financial and personal goals of self improvement, maybe we we talk about time goals as well. So maybe there are time goals around how we actually use because you know I, I think we it, it's most most people would say time is their most valuable asset and that's something that we haven't budgeted around quite as nearly to the level that we budgeted time uh, money so could we could we be more intentional about how much time we pl- want to spend over the next year with family how much time do we want to spend with friends how much time do we need either as a couple or or individuals to have free time or recharge time that that to me, seems like it could be a big area to to think about or, or reconsider. Um, and and then also there was the item I mentioned earlier that I wanted to give you permission, and I have in the past said, 
I could use some help with with self-improvement or or some some personal goal setting. And so I guess maybe this is more it's of a dangerous territory. I know, I know, but you maybe this is more and I wouldn't good. I wouldn't recommend forcing this <laughs> on your spouse, but if you're open to it, um opening yourself up to uh, saying maybe we could incorporate a, a a you give me some suggestions on on ways to improve me. So I know dangerous. <laughs> I wish you guys could see my face right dangerous. now. Dangerous, <laughs> but that, that's another thing that I, I'm wondering if if maybe um, I could use a little little nudge on. And I don't so, know if we're ready to go to that level in our relationship. Give it a try. <laughs> we may not be back if, here if next you're willing year. to be a little dangerous out there. So that, that's what I was thinking, but it's really good. I really like the time thing. That's and, a really good wise thing. Yeah, and it may not be something that we start on all those avenues at once, but at least just to start to to think about it, think about that time budget and what that might look like. I don't know. What are your thoughts on where we might go next? Well, I would like us to see us have this conversation in our self-driving vehicle. Um, <laughs> you want a self-driving vehicle? I would love one. Let's go. Let's go find one. I was thinking about the future, or maybe in space. No, Ooh, yeah. Um, no, I agree. Like this was a hard question because I do feel like we're in a good place, and I just think more, it's just fun to dream. And the idea is to me that's where the evolution comes from. However, I do think, um, kind of related to I'm not really though, but kind of related, I think where we need to be focusing on is others. So I think we've spent a lot of time on ourselves and us as a couple and our finances, but I think as we've progressed and we've kind of, you know, gotten out of debt, we're in a good place, a solid place, just like this podcast is kind of, it's now been the time to do this and help others. It's like, as we, you know, we're seeing kind of a need in our charitable giving to kind of relook at that. So I think we need to think about where are we as a couple wanting to serve and focus on others and how do we, how do we do that? And I feel like that hasn't been as large of, or really part of the conversation at all. Sure. And so kind of more of an outward, we're kind of at that stage now that we're, you know, in our forties that, uh, you know, we're on the back, we're in the back half, (laughs) we're in the back half and we should now be focused on giving back more than like taking, I guess. Got it. No, I think that's a great suggestion. And, so I'm looking forward to, unfortunately, we, we haven't been able to have our state of the marriage quite yet this year, but I think these are things that we can incorporate um, once our life settles down here from from all the, the family emergency stuff that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Yeah, it's good ideas. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. We would love to hear how your conversations about money have gone or take some of your questions on a future episode. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes as that helps us reach more people. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.